Welcome into episode 19 of Hometown Threads on 14 WILI 95.3 FM. And of course, Willimatic Today Facebook. Uh, you can catch the show every Tuesday, Hometown Threads that is, 5.05 to 5.30 Tuesdays on the radio. And then Willimatic Today Facebook, uh, usually Wednesday, Wednesday evenings is when we have it up there. I usually share it from my Facebook page, the Keith C. Rice page. And then... Uh, this, this show that you're about to see will be pinned atop that page Wednesday night throughout the week until we run into episode number 20. Uh, Hometown Threads, of course, brought to you by Liberty Bank. Yay. Be Community Kind. Be Community Kind. <laughs> Which our special guest has a connection to Liberty Bank. Yes. I am one of the corporators, it happens to be, and I was in the foundation board for many, many, many years. Dr. Katina Caban-Owen will be uh, is, is a pleasure to have with us. and uh, well, Thank you for having me. And so uh, we got Liberty Bank, Be Community Kind. Uh, big shout out to our, our managers, first of all. We got uh, Marion Gargoni, my wife, down at the West Main Street branch, Gateway Commons. And then, of course, across the street from the radio station, Angela Smart, Angela, 679 yes. Main Street, and then uh, Route 195 in Mansfield, just up there today. Hello to uh, Carrie and the gang up there at Liberty Bank on Route 195. Liberty Bank, be community kind. i got to thank J. Matt Rupar, I'm sorry, behind the board. <laughs> and R.J. Willivatic today. Uh, I, I knew I had to throw in a couple more thank yous there. So uh, big thanks to those guys as well. That's right. And welcome in uh, Dr. Katina Caban-Owen, episode 19. Thank you for being here. Thank and, you uh, for having me. You are very well known in this community. In fact, you're no stranger to WILI in these studios. You've done a lot of the shows. I just learned. This is the first time Katina and I have actually met face-to-face. Uh, my father, Colin, knows you quite well. Of course, uh, you're very well known for uh, among one thing, among many things, is, uh, of course, they are all our children. We'll get to that. Katina, right off the bat, as I usually ask all my guests, tell us your story, what brought you to this community. You're a huge name. How did it start for uh, Katina You really, Cabano? really want me to tell you? I know well, we only have 25 minutes. This is one of the shows that could go an hour, but... Jeepers. You know what? My boyfriend dumped me. He got somebody pregnant in Puerto Rico, and I thought I was getting married to him. So the island was not big enough for both of us. And a friend of mine who lived here told me, oh, I'm leaving my job at United Services. Want to come and interview? And there were seven candidates. And Stephen Larson, who everybody knows, was the director of United Services at Natsark Hospital, had the presence of mind to offer me a job. And I came here. I didn't know where Connecticut was, much less Wyndham, Connecticut, and I came here by myself in 1979. And from where again? Puerto Rico. So your boyfriend dumps you in Puerto Rico. Yes. And all of a sudden you're uh, going to Wyndham, Connecticut. That is right, locking myself out in the middle of a snowstorm in my pajamas in the first week. Yeah, that's how yeah. I started. Are you serious? I am damn serious. Wait, oh, so sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to go back to the, the boyfriend, but he did a, he did us all a favor. Bringing he did me your the wonder- biggest favor. If I ever see him again, <laughs> I'm just going to kiss him and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've had the best life ever in this town. How? <laughs> I know we're so, we are so lucky to have you. But tell us the, uh, the, the time frame there from when you were unfortunately dumped till... No, uh, fortunately, up, fortunately. Well, I'm sorry, you're right. Fortunately dumped. Yeah. So tell us the timeline. You were dumped on, on such oh, a yeah, yeah. How much, uh-huh. then when did you uh, deal with the dumping and then you're in Wyndham, Connecticut? Okay, so my friends um, said we were going to study for a final exam. I was finishing my master's in social work at the University of Puerto Rico. And all of a sudden I see all these women coming in and they tell me what had happened, that he was getting married to somebody else. They 
literally helped me down the stairs to the office of one of the professors for us counseling, and that was in May. Okay. And the island was not big enough. I already had a job offer, which then I said, no, thank you. And I was here September 9th. Wow. Okay. So there's a little time. How long did you go out with this guy? Like, how long were you? Four do- years. Okay. Four years. Okay. So <laughs> luckily you weren't married or any of that, but still, it's, it's a relationship. Nonetheless. Yeah. Taylor Swift just got out of a seven-year relationship. So you're almost no, in the no, same no. boat. No, no, I thought I was marrying him. Oh, yeah. You really thought, oh, wow. No, no. Seriously. But things happen for a reason. Yes. Thanks, So heavens. months later... You're going go from Puerto Rico to Will- Willimantic, Wyndham, Connecticut. Yeah, Willimantic. Uh, really, literally, you were uh, dealing with a snowstorm right off the bat. Yes. And, and yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks later in October, I didn't have boots, nothing. Okay. So I came to United Services and stayed there for 13 years. Wow. I had 11 clients as the mental health clinician with a couple of other people, Carmen Santos and Israel Martinez. When I left 13 years later, we had 300 families that we had served and a team of 11 people. That was the time. United Services. And United Services. 79 to the beginning of 80s. Um, That was the time that we put all our efforts in volunteering and creating the consciousness, raising the awareness that we were here to stay We had been here, people who were bilingual, bicultural, Puerto Rican mostly at that time. We had come for American Thread and the tobacco farms before that in in Hartford, and that we needed access. It was not that we didn't have issues. It was that we needed access and culturally appropriate or culturally syntonic services to deal with that. So we were community workers, community social workers, going out to funerals and baptisms and, you know, interrelating with people. And we started the Puerto Rican parade and many, many things and the march against domestic violence. And so you got all this, you got all this going in the late seventies, early eighties, in the eighties. Yes. And how, how big is the team now? I don't know at United services because 13 years later, well, then uh, the superintendent of schools um, hired me to go work for Wiener Public Schools, which where I spent 26 years That's there. right. That's and right. And then retired. Where now? Of course, you're involved with Wyndham Public Schools. Was it North Wyndham School? Uh, I worked at North Wyndham and Wyndham Center in early childhood and through the district. And then I retired in uh, 2018. And now I'm part of the Board of Education. Because Among, in Wyndham, all they are all my children. It's a thing. That's right. And that was started about 10 years ago. We'll get into that because yes. they just had uh, the event at a Memorial Park this past weekend. Yes. They're all our children. Can't wait to hear about that. But go. let's go back to the school system. You're the uh, All mm-hmm. the years you spent in the Wyndham Public Schools at North Wyndham School. Got any great memories or stories that you can share from? Oh, absolutely. I always tell Pat Proctor, the then superintendent, that he also had the presence of, time, of mind of hiring me. It happens to be... There were no counseling services except for psychologists in the schools. So we had um, the race culture seminars that Don Berkowitz at the time was the the principal at Wyndham High School, um, may his rest in peace, um, started. So I, I was involved with that in the trainings and raising awareness. And we, my team started, our team started volunteering in the schools. As a result of all that, then 
there were social work positions first one at the middle school which was at the old kramer then another one that was divided among all the schools that person left eventually then they offered me that position and now there are bilingual bicultural social workers and psychologists and all kinds of staff in this in the school system but it was a a conscientious effort to provide services at all levels to uh, people like we should wow were you ever at Kramer, or you just were you, uh, at, at well at Kramer as as a, a recruiter of families yeah. and things like that to come to United Services, but no, I was not oh, a social at worker. Uh, right, mostly right. at North Wyndham School. Okay, so you, uh, all the years in the school system, and then um, <clears throat> tell us, uh, was there something in between working in the school system before you got to uh, developing and starting there, All Our Children? Was there something? I yes, know the Wyndham t- Task Force to Protect Child Abuse and Neglect. Sure. As a social worker, right, I have dealt with uh, pain and suffering and trauma all my life, right? Actually, I have tattoos like our friends here. And this tattoo particularly is a butterfly. And one of my kindergartners beat me. And that what? bite, yeah, he was having a bad day. Mm. <laughs> uh, that bite and then spit on my eye. So sent me twice to emergency room in Wyndham oh Hospital. And um, that pain became like too real, right? They are in my arm. I had to like transform it, right? And created a... a, a, a Eminence, actually. Eminence Inc. Inc. uh, did my tattoo. But through that, the experience has been tremendous in working with agencies and creating awareness and consciousness. (sighs) And then about 10 years ago, one of our girls was murdered by the stepfather. um, And the mother was a participant of the child abuse. And uh, that was Athena. And we started uh, a year later when Nevea was murdered uh, with Yolanda Negron and Wyndham Hospital and DCF and a whole bunch of other people. Nusi Halpin, I mean, I cannot mention them all, but we started the Task Force to Prevent Child Abuse and Neglect, and we have a focus on that. And along with uh, They're All Our Children, I'm sure there's other events you've held to raise awareness throughout the years with that, right? Oh, yes. Um, for example, uh, and, and during the United Services era, I had a Latino uh, family program so through Char- Charter TV to promote wellness, right, and to talk about education. Once I switched to the school system, we had... Uh, schoolhouse, another TV program through Charter, where we talked about educating our children and uh, people would come and talk about the different uh, demands that children had and the parents and children were um, showcased, right? Uh, So that we would create a healthy environment in our community, a community sense, a community kind type of sense, (laughs) as uh, Liberty Bank well says. So um, that has been my investment. In the, in the meantime, I have studied and continue my education so I can be um, more present and, and, and more skillful in doing things. Dr. Katina Caban-Owen is our guest here on WILI, uh, 1400 AM, 95.3 FM, Willimantic Today Facebook, Tometown Threads. I'm Keith C. Rice. It's brought to you by Liberty Bank, Be Community Kind. 
And uh, well, you've just been so kind to our community. And uh, what, so, when did the when did you add doctor to your name? When, oh what, goodness! Well, before doctor, I added a master's in public administration, because if I was going to advocate for, with the directors of agencies and at governmental level, um, in multiple different uh, associations and communications, uh, with the Commission on Children doing parent leadership. Uh, programs not only in Connecticut but in Maine and recognized by the Governor's Association uh, in the United States um, preparing those classes and facilitating and educating people I needed to be able to speak the language of administration and doctor I added well let's see I was 48 when I started my PhD in 2002 that morning after my mother died at Wyndham Hospital yeah, and I say that because, you know, family is very important for all of us and in my Puerto Rican community and my culture, very important. So um, my grandmother uh, died a week before I moved here and uh, and she lived with us. And my mom died on, on the day before my, my PhD started. I always thank her for that because if not, it would have been my responsibility. And she knew I really, really wanted to do this um, for my own personal knowledge and gain, not because I wanted to become a full professor anywhere. Um, so I, I always dedicate my, my commitment to people for my parents who were wonderful. I don't want to bring religious and religion into this, but I'm going to for a second. But it's God okay. does things specifically. I can't get over the timeline you just shared as far as when mm -hmm. these events happen in your life. The boyfriend, <laughs> the boyfriend, the the grandmother, the mother, and then the things that followed. God is looking over you big time. I mean, oh, well, thank <laughs> you for telling me that. Um, I had never connected. I just, the mother and grandmother with the boyfriend, but I tell well, you. No, okay. I'm just saying those, what now, can I say? I'm just talking about those three different events. What had happened? Yes, just the before. The boyfriend brought you here. The mother yeah. just, I mean, the, the PhD happened, I mean, with your mother yes. looking over you. Mm -hmm. And then your grandmother just all, I mean, mm -hmm. my goodness gracious. And in I mean, the meantime, just, my father was in a coma three years in Puerto Rico. So my first PhD, I had to quit it. It was in education because my father became ill. My oldest sister, Anna, who we call Tata, uh, stopped working to take care of my parents. I stopped my PhD to get another job so I could help them financially, my sister, so she could stay home. So it has been a sharing in, in, our, in our family. That's me. I mean, I, most people don't know any of this information, God gracious. Well, this is what happens on Hometown <laughs> Threads. We, uh, we get to know... The inside the story. The inside story. I will say this. I've heard your name so, I mean, obviously through my father, so many people here at the station and throughout the community. And I moved away for a bunch of years, so it is an honor to have you in here, not only for the show, but I know you've been behind these microphones so many times here at WILI. Well, thank you for inviting me. My father, yeah, he came to me last week. He says, I got a good guest for you. And I'm like, I heard of her. I'd love to meet. And uh, and, and here I am sitting next to, you know, Katina Cabano. And so it's, it's just a... Such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you get back to Puerto Rico at all? I actually was in Puerto Rico a few years ago with my wife. We went, I, we visited San Juan on a cruise. It is gorgeous. Yes, oh. absolutely. I have been there multiple times, right, in these 40-some years. Okay. 
Now it's really hard for me to go, and I have not been there since 2014. Why? Because all my uncles and aunts, all the family that brought me up, and you're going to make me cry now, it, they are dead. They died. They are passed on. Their spirits are all, everywhere around me. I'm sure of that. But uh, And my cousins are there, but it's like I cannot barely think of the idea of not going home. And home is the island, but home. You know, my neighborhood where I grew up. We're your family now, right? We're your family yes, now. Yes, you are. And my <laughs> sisters are here, my nephews and nieces, so everybody that is here. So you're uh, 40 or so years that you've been mm -hmm. attached to this community, and yes. you pretty much are. You're, you're, this is my town. You're a main, you know, you're a fabric of this community Yes, now. I'm, 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 this is my town. Who are some people that are near and dear to your heart that to the, you can call besties or, or uh, people that, you know, not only you work with, with the task force, but just in general that you that you really consider very tight? Um, well, because I have been a counselor and I have been in mental health services, having to be very ethical, confidential, I purposefully do not have so many friends because potentially everybody could be having a child or a grandchild with a problem in my school and in the mental health clinic, potentially anybody could come in. So with that said, I, I have a, a sister of different parents, like we call each other, Joylina Albarracin, whose daughters are my, our godchildren, Erica and Erin. They are 20, 34 and 32, I think, now. We're at my home yesterday. Uh, Nusi Halpin, another social worker. Um, Jara Reese, other social worker. And um, so many people in this community are like freaking amazing. Can I say freaking in you your You can program? say freaking, yes. Yeah, because I can swear in four languages. I always say that. But, uh, wow. <laughs> See? Another example no. of how so, hometown like, threads brings know, out the best in Lynn everyone. Lynn Eyed, Jeff Beetle, your oh, Jeff. dad. Yeah, you know, my father. Yeah, I yeah. know him. Wayne. Wayne I mean, Jolanda Negron. Yep. Uh, Josh. Clark and sure, Crystal. Josh. Yep, we had, yeah. uh, in fact, you lead me to my, uh, that's a perfect segue as we say in the business here. Matt was out last week and I was helping out with uh, the talk shows, which Matt does a great job producing. And I was behind the board for Dennis and Susan's yeah. Friday show. Josh and Crystal were guests mm -hmm. to promote the event that just happened this past weekend, yeah. which was a Take Time to Play. Absolutely. So uh, before we get into that, um, you, again, you started uh, They Are All Our Children about 10 years ago. The Wyndham Task Force, yes. The Wyndham Task Force. And Take Time to Play, uh, that particular event has been going on for how long now? Is that, seven years. That's been seven years. Were there other events before? leading up to Take Time to Play before we that? We have, um, we did presentations, we did classes for parents, we did the community university, uh, or the parent university in Wyndham Public Schools, and Wyndham Public Schools have been a partner all along, all these years. So, um, so those type of activities, but uh, Eastern students, I work part-time for Eastern for the social work department. Eastern students um, became my intern seven years ago to focus on two things. One group focuses on anti-bullying campaign, you know, teaching kids to be kind, and the other group have taught uh, b being involved in the task force. 
So that's how we started with Take Time to Play. And I was telling you before that it was your father who, when I said, I mean, when I'm there, my kids. Don't give him credit. Yeah, really, who said, that came up that's the slogan. So My father helped you come Yes, in? absolutely, in that oh. room over there. Yeah, You remember yeah. the room. <laughs> yes, I do, I do. Okay, so... Um, Take time to play. It happens it was, once a year, right? It was, it was once a year. year. It's always uh, like the weekend. Memorial we, Park. Memorial Park. Tell us about uh, not only what happened last weekend, but how the event has been progressing throughout the year. Oh, my goodness. More and more people attend. So we figured this time around we had participants, about 250, plus all the volunteers. So we had like 300 people in that park on Saturday from 1 to 3. Wow. And uh, the, the progression has been that we just provide information for families if they want to have it. Different agencies have their information available so parents know where to access when they are stressed. Mm -hmm. But mostly we have a lot of fun. And that's modeling, right? right that's right. how to spend time together in community, modeling with each other how to be happy, how to be kind. So Crystal led everybody dancing and, well, so many things. And so did Josh. And and we had a candy, um, what, that thing that you roll, a uh, sugar oh. candy machine, whatever oh, that is the, called. Uh, yeah, that thing. The cotton candy thing? Yeah, or? the cotton. Thank you for the English part. So... <laughs> So we are Josh and Crystal. We should say Josh Clark and Crystal and together. They are they the spokespeople for this. Well, or, or? and Francelis oh, um, Gonzalez also. See, I'm 69, and all the crew, the I core crew that, that started, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the crew, <laughs> the crew that started it, um, Murphy Sewell, Jolanda Negron, um, uh, Bill Powers, Nusi, Jara. We are all, you know either retiring or retired. So we're passing all this responsibility, not because we designed to have them, but because they have been committed from the start to a younger generation so that they continue. I cannot forget that Judge McGrath, mm -hmm. who dealt with the first murder in this town before I came to town of a toddler, has um, been so graceful, uh, gra graceful, yes, that has uh, dealt with the Johnson Foundation, somebody I don't know and has never been known to us, and they put $5,000 every year at WRCC, which doesn't, doesn't charge us any administrative fees, and they just in write the checks of whatever we do like Halloween candy for everybody. Oh, my God. So that's that's how we manage. Do you ever think, uh, I know you have it only for a couple hours, which is fine, but do you ever think, hey, this is getting bigger and bigger. Why don't we make it like an all-afternoon sort of deal, like a noon to five? Well, know? let me tell you that this time around at 11.30, I had a father, mother, and three kids showed up to help us. Wow. And so the parents who were right there in the little park started coming at 11 theory and saying how can we help how can we help what can we organize and the parents became such an integral part of that you may want to make this uh i know i just expanded the time but you might make make it multiple times a year at this at this point 
But I mean, good idea. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's yeah. I mean, oh, I thank you to you guys who have all the uh, public service announcements. Well, uh, that uh, I uh, actually when Josh and, and Crystal were in here when I was uh, helping run Dennis and Dennis and Susan's show, I I made sure they handed me a flyer and I promoted it on I ninety eight point three, our sister station, and of course here on WILI. Thank you. And uh, yeah, help get the word out, but. Um, uh, you you've just over the years you've you've had your hand in so many things. It's just amazing, and I'm um, just I'm just honored that we could get you on Hometown Threads. Well, thank you. And uh, is there anything else in these final in these closing minutes that you'd like to pass along, <laughs> Doctor Katina Caban Owen? Uh, better known as Mina to kids, uh, that everybody needs to remember that in Wyndham they are all our children, and we are all have to educate them and be kind to them so that we have a better future for all of us and a, a better present well you've a uh, peaceful one you've been such a you've made such a huge impact in this community Thank you've you. changed lives you've helped start careers you've done you've done so many things and it's an um, just thank you so much for coming on this show. Thank you for inviting and me. This forward, was a lot of fun. Look forward to uh, you know in continuing our friendship. Dr. Katina Caban Owen, our guest for episode 19 on Hometown Threads, brought to you by Liberty Bank, Be Community Kind. Thank you to our kind producer, J. Matt Rupar, RJ, uh, the uh, admin, team, uh, admin team at Willimantic today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week on Hometown Threads. Thank you.